Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chad, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Don't forget you can check out this show on your iOS app, PS4, or Xbox One. Anywhere you can find IGN apps, including all of those platforms. CJ, I am back from my vacation. Welcome back. Yes, and uh, thank you for joining us. Fran is in L.A. I'm back from vacation. He's going somewhere. Yes. And today we have My Name is Bife. How's Hi, it going? how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I am very happy to be back. And we have some very exciting news that uh, I have come back and gotten to enjoy. Last night, uh, an image was revealed for the Rise of Iron, what people are thinking is the new Destiny expansion. Uh, I'll start with our guest. Do you think this is legitimate? I'm always on the fence for the sake of caution, but it's looking more and more legitimate as time goes on. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards yes here. Yeah, I'm leaning towards yes. For me, the artwork looks too good to be fake. Like, it's customized. Uh, we can tell that Lord Saladin is standing there with a big hammer. He's outside of what looks like the Cosmodrome. You know, there's some wolves hanging out. Uh, I watched one of your videos where you said the wolves were the one thing where you're like, this could be Photoshopped in. Mm. That was initially my thought. I thought to myself, <laughs> they do kind of look like some images that I've seen of stock wolves on places like Shutterstock or whatnot. But... The more and more that things go on and the fact that it does make quite a lot of sense, again, little things keep on moving forward and they keep on telling me, like, yeah, this is true. This has got to be legit. So we've seen the image zoomed out several times. We've seen it recropped. We've seen it pop up all over the place. Mm -hmm. I'm almost completely convinced by this point. But for the sake of caution, I don't completely confirm it's legit until we hear it officially from either Bungie or Activision. That's, that's a good. That's always my line. That's always my line. That's a good point. Kotaku is saying they have two sources confirming its legitimacy, but mm. I'm I'm with you. I like to wait until Activision or Bungie actually confirm it for real. But uh, I'm 99% sure this is legit. CJ, where do you stand? And it's exciting. Yeah, just looking yeah. at it, I love that low mm -hmm. angle shot, the way it's framed. Uh, yeah, it looks it does look legit. So I mean, yeah. but you're right. Until we hear otherwise. Uh, very cool looking shot, though. So the reason this is very, very exciting for me is because, uh, Bife, I was actually watching a bunch of your lore videos and learning more and more about the Iron Banner and the Lords of Iron <laughs> and uh, all those people. And what this could mean gets me very excited for what the content could be. Why don't you tell people a little bit about the lore about Radagast and all these other characters that are briefly mentioned in some of the items and grimoire? So basically, the lore of the Iron Banner goes all the way back in Destiny's story to one of those battles that we don't actually get to see in-game. Mm -hmm. It's called the Battle of the Six Fronts. Titans are very into this because that's actually where their logo got made. The idea is the House of Devils is attacking the city, and they had four legions worth of Titans. They had to hold it on six different fronts. Not a single one of them broke. And this is initially where the Lords of Iron actually forged. These are the first nine people that you see in kind of all the uh, Iron Banner items, particularly the mm -hmm. weapons. 
So it's not the year two ones like Waylorin. It's going to be the year one uh, particular people like, say, Timer or Radagast, mm. as you mentioned. Scory, Felwinter, those people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's interesting because especially in the PlayStation-exclusive class items that we get in year two for the Iron Banner, mm -hmm. there's been loads of little hints about each of the characters and their lore. So, for example, I mean, you know, Felwinter's Light, the infamous year one dreaded shotgun of the Crucible. I remember it. Actually, it. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> yeah. like, like, who didn't have one of those damn things? God, it's yeah. awful. But um, the amazing thing about that is it was wielded by a warlock called Felwinter, and supposedly, uh, the sort of backstory behind him, as it seems to be indicated from the law, is that there's aspects of betrayal, that he was a void walker, and that he wasn't necessarily the most morally upstanding of the Iron Lords. And again, that's all stuff that we're seeing from item descriptions. There is no concrete grimoire on this. So it's very much the case that we still need to have this real story fleshed out. But he's one of the much more darker ones. You then go ahead and take a look at some of the other Iron Lords. So Ephrodite, a hunter... Her sniper rifle, for example, Ephrodite's spear, there's mm -hmm. great lore behind that and how accurate she was. There's also memorable. Which... E every shot was a kill, basically, <laughs> yeah. was the lore yeah. of that character. Every, yeah. Yeah. every time um, her spear fired around, an enemy mm -hmm. of the city fell, I think is the line. Yeah. Something along those. Mm -hmm. No, you got it. Quotes. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, the, uh, you know, they basically are a group of really, really strong guardians. And there's an indication that they formed the Iron Banner together, and at some point it was broken. And again, this is all stuff that we could potentially be exploring. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing that this has for the Rise of Iron um, particularly means that we could be going into the past. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a scary notion. Alternatively, of course, this could be something set in present day. Maybe Lord Saladin is actually going forward and saying, hey, I'm going to reform the Iron Banner because it has been broken. Mm -hmm. But either prospect, I think, is really fascinating because on one hand, we get this massive battle with the House of Devils, the Fallen. You know, it's literally the second largest battle in the history of the city, and it opens up the past of Destiny as an era that we can explore. Mm -hmm. And that's where so much cool stuff has happened, you know? Battle of the Twilight Gap, Dragon Yor, the guys who entered the Vault of Glass for the first time, the assault on Mare Ibrium, basically where Crota looked at a thousand guardians and invading the moon and was like, yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to kill all of you. you know? <laughs> there are such cool stories here. And you know, opening up a pass like that is a really cool option. We have this. At the same time, sorry. it's future is possible too so yeah we can uh, see what happens on new locations it's all over the place sorry for interrupting no 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 it's okay uh i know gathalian's not buying the the past thing we'll see who's right in the long run uh what is really fantastic is we have this amazing shot of lord saladin holding what people are saying is a battle axe right oh. now there is a note that shoulder had a hammer and there's an arm that says uh forged in the remembrance of Jolder, she whose mighty hammer taught the darkness fear. Now, I'm wondering, maybe the weapon we're seeing is that particular weapon, but, you know, there's the Titan hammer, which is a little smaller, not yeah. as long. I don't know. You guys think there's anything there? I personally don't think so, but there mm -hmm. is some other stuff to indicate that there's weapons that we could actually see that are a bit more accurate to this. Yeah. So if you go to the speaker and you have a few spare legendary marks and motes of light... You can buy those legendary uh, Titan marks, for example, you know, the ones that you get that are just kind of fancy and they've got all those different designs. Mm -hmm. One of them is known as Thalor's Golden Maul, and it literally has a double-headed axe just like the one on the picture. Nice. Reasons why this is interesting, right? Like, for starters, Golden indicates potentially wreathed in flame, which, I mean, look at the damn thing. The whole head is on fire. <laughs> so 
that's going to be cool if that's the case. But also, Thalor was a Crucible champion who was slain by Dredgan Yor, the guy who originally wielded Thorn. And he's one of the darker guardians in the history of the Tower. So, lore-wise, that takes us down interesting avenues. But again, there's no link between Thalor and the Iron Banner, so there is no guarantee that that's actually the weapon that he's wielding. It's the closest link that we have at this point. But alternatively, I mean, who knows? At the very beginning of the expansion, we could just get a cutscene where Saladin is fighting some fall and the captain comes along and charges him and then he just pulls out a battle axe and kills him in one swing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, swamp. this is my yeah. weapon. Like, mm-hmm. that's the cool lore that I want to see. I want this to be Saladin's personal weapon. Mm-hmm. Could be uh, could be like a sword, maybe? Gameplay like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Incorporated in, uh, you know, third-person perspective? I think that it'll be its own kind of heavy weapon, really. I think yeah. we're going to see just more variations on those heavy melee weapons. that will mm-hmm. be like... Maybe more PvE-focused. So, I mean, they're heavier, so they're not going to swing as quickly, but they may do more damage. We'll see what happens, but I want to see what goes on with this regardless. Just, oh, yeah. Any cool weapon that we it see. It looks amazing. It does. Man. It looks awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love that this uh, image is focusing on Lord Salad, and he's one of my favorite characters in the Destiny universe. He just he looks imposing when you stand next to him. He's a little bit larger than your standard Titan. He's standing next to like a, a symbol that's on fire. You know, uh, he's always been the most intriguing to me. And uh, watching your videos about the lore, I'm so happy you're on today, actually, because you just kind of know this stuff extremely well. Um, it, it gets me really excited about exploring one of the past elements uh, of of Destiny. So these these characters, there are new year two character names tied to the weapons is that correct yes there are yeah so i'm wondering maybe he's building a new iron banner and we assume that the original nine iron lords are dead correct yeah dead or at least disbanded so i'm wondering like maybe is this a war new versus old maybe you know the new team versus the old team because radagast blade is broken it means the iron banner was was broken and what could be happening here like what do you think is the best theory out there right now I think right now, as much as I'd love to visit the past, I think that Gathalian is to a certain extent correct when he quotes everybody saying that, yeah, it's probably going to be, you know, a present day story. Mm-hmm. My current thought is because the Iron Banner has been broken so many times and the Iron Lords that came afterwards, which you mentioned in year two, they're mentioned as the Iron Wolves. There doesn't seem to be any kind of unity between them. Mm-hmm. I think that what we're going to get is Saladin coming forth and essentially doing what the Iron Banner was made to do. And initially, everybody thinks, oh, it's Crucible, right? And that's actually a huge misconception. When the Iron Banner was formed in the uh, Battle of the Six Fronts, initially, it was formed under Radagast's host. And what they did was they actually reclaimed the city's outer territories from Mm -hmm. the fallen House of Devils. So it's very much a thing of we're taking the fight to the alien races of Destiny. We're not doing this in the Crucible. It's very much still a thing of honor, but... If this is the case, Saladin may be saying, all right, let's go ahead and reclaim some areas of Earth that we haven't necessarily properly got back yet. So we could be looking at, say, the European Dead Zone. Everybody looks at that concept art and they're like, okay, the Cosmodrome walls are in the background there, or maybe Mm -hmm. that's the city walls, whichever case it is. Still an area of Earth somewhere kind of near Siberia or kind of Asia Minor. And if you look at snow and you think of the idea of reclaiming everything, because, I mean, 
there's snow all over the place. The one other, well, I guess the two other tenuous locations you could look at are Europa and Callisto, but... I've wanted to see Europa for a long time, but this, this wall idea. looks... This wall looks very old Russia, very cos- cosmodrome area. Mm, so, precisely. yeah, I, I mean, it's just too much on the nose. Do you guys think we're going to see some weather effects maybe? Because there is much more snow than is currently in the game. Maybe they're going to do some sort of, sort of transformation to the area, kind of like they did with the tower with all the rose petals. You mm. know, I'd like to see that. I mean, aside from anything else, improving on the dynamic weather systems that are already sort of in the game, but not yeah. entirely. I'd love to just see, like, super thick snow, as you say. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something where it snows so much that your mobility is actually hampered, so you've literally got to trudge through it. That's something that, at least on patrols, I think would make things a little bit more interesting. Definitely. That'd be cool. Yeah, the dynamic effects of the weather. I've always wondered, I mean, I get why they're not in PvP, but it would be cool to have some of that stuff in there uh, as well, just as, you know, it's part of the level, it's part of the design, you play around it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be really cool. So the Kotaku article says it'll likely be a Fallen-themed raid. CJ, I mean, with the lore, that definitely makes sense. Are you disappointed at all that we're not going to get a Cabal-themed raid? No, I mean, I think cabal theme was what people were maybe thinking of just seeing some of those earlier things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the Fallen. I think that whole interaction that they have with them um, and even just, you know, exploring that side of it. I mean, it's a, a piece of the puzzle we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, getting into that now. Fallen, that's that's okay with me. Yeah. We've already fought the Hive. We fought the Vex. We fought the Taken. I, I'm totally down for seeing uh, the the Fallen. Yeah. Definitely. They're really interesting. Their hierarchy, the way that they interact with each other is also really interesting. Like Dreg or like the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Then you have Fallen Captains. Like their whole, I don't know, command infrastructure is, is very intriguing to me. And maybe we'll get to see a little bit more about that when we fight them. Also, mm-hmm. they have really cool gear. They do. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Prison, so sweet. Do you think we'll get, like, obviously we'll get an armor reward of some sort if there is a raid included with this DLC. Uh, what kind of armor sets do you think we might see? Just guessing. Total, we're just totally guessing about a lot of this because mm. all we're going off is one image. We know Lord Saladin's involved. We have Iron Banner gear already. So I'm guessing if there is a raid, it's going to be Fallen themed in some way. Yeah, it'd be interesting if there is specific weapons, too. Like, we're seeing the hammer. Maybe that's just for the Titan. Maybe there might be exclusive Hunter uh, heavy. Spear. That's right. Maybe there might yeah. be an exclusive mm. Warlock uh, heavy. So I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that'd be really cool to think of, okay, mm. if they were, you know, specifically towards each class, it wasn't just the hammer for the Titan. I mean, because a Hunter weirding a Titan hammer mm-hmm. might be cool, but seems odd. Yeah. Um, you know, so from that It would be gigantic with a massive. tiny hunter. Like, nah. like, like a female hunter <laughs> yeah. with this huge hammer. That'd be, be kind of cool, though, too. Stuff, but yeah, yeah, it feels like there, there's an opportunity maybe for some customizable heavy weapons per each, uh, you know, And people class. love the swords. The swords look so yeah, cool and awesome. imposing to wield. Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting to they're see uh, some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bife, any thoughts there on the weapon design or armor design that we might see? Well, I mean, if you look at what happened with um, Dark Below to Taken King, mm-hmm. both of them are sort of to do with the Hive, although admittedly Taken King is more to do with the Taken. Yeah. But from expansion to expansion, what they've done is they've doubled down on the themes that they have. So if you look at the gear that you have in the Dark Below and compare it to the stuff you have in the Taken King, one of them is sort of Hive-oriented and the other is like super, super doubles down on the Hive and you have literal parts of like the raid bosses ripped off and you're yeah. using them as helmets yeah. in the case of the Titan. <laughs> or, you know, you're taking, say, 
a strap of Oryx's wing and using it as a cloak or something along those lines. So if we're looking at the same kind of pattern and it is a fallen raid, which again, who knows if it is, but if it is a fallen raid, maybe we'll see something much more similar to that. So I would love to see, for example, um, a warlock shoulder that is literally just a captain's kind of helm horns that he's got kind of oh, back that there, could be neat. just mm. ripped off and put onto either shoulder pad. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'd love to see from Fallen Raid gear, if it is going to be a raid. That would be awesome. Look cool. Like, uh, their helmets are really, really cool. Like, yeah, if it's not on your head, like, if you don't have head, like, mm. maybe it's, like, a chest piece. We've seen that a lot with uh, some of the Titan designs or the Warlock design that has, like, a wolf mm-hmm. on the chest, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, I'm definitely excited to see that. Because this image focuses so much on Lord Saladin, uh, he's clearly like, this is my city, back <laughs> off in that image. You that know? angle. He's protecting. He's definitely protecting something. So something's going to go down. I have a question for you guys. Is he going to die? And if he does, will he be replaced? So question one, do you think he'll die, CJ? I don't think he'll die. No. I no? Mean, within the context of ghosts and guardians and, and the way they've set it up right now, I think that would be... Yeah, there's no way that he can die. He's yeah. he's a permanent fixture within that whole Lauren story. And How impactful and... would it be if he did, though? That I would think, be like a punch uh, in the gun, be, like, yeah. oh, my God, <laughs> one of the characters we've had since Vanilla Destiny died. <laughs> and that oh, would entice oh, you the, to be even so more the, like, <laughs> I got to do this raid. I have to get revenge. Uh, That'd be phenomenal, right? It would be. I mean, it, 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 It'd be good, but I'd want to see his character get developed a lot more before that. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, like it, it's the problem that Destiny's always had with storytelling is that mm-hmm. you've got these characters and they have this great purpose to them and these grand stories behind them that you know don't get told enough. But at the same time, if you're not exposed to those more human moments, so mm-hmm. to speak, if you don't see those moments where there's laughter, where there's you know disappointment, where there's triumph and success, then ultimately a character dying means nothing. Well, and you know what? I don't think he's going to die anyway okay. because it's one of those things where Destiny's continuity brings you forward. Yeah. And even with, you know, like the Queen supposedly dying, although. Supposedly. Yeah, coming so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. up in the air we'll see. One as to whether that's yeah. true. But it's, um, you know, like it's, it's not out of the question, though. I'll say that much. Well, uh, you know, we may not see time travel, but maybe he's defending the city, he dies, and then you meet. Uh, the original Nine Lords, or if there's any left, or the new Nine Lords, and they talk about his legacy, and like his backstory is told through a series of flashbacks. Yes. You know, that like there's awesome. so much that they could do that with this so character, good. and but, different ways they could approach the storytelling. Yes. It gets me very, very excited, yeah. especially because Iron Banner is seriously my favorite event. It's good. So it's so cool to know that we're going to find out more. And watching your videos, by like, it gets me super excited just about, oh man, there's this whole story that we have just little pieces of that we can get yeah yeah it's just about prizing under the surface and actually exposing all of those great tales yeah Yeah, and we all want to play the twilight gap like let us do the twilight gap i want to see what happens when i kill 10 people (laughs) yeah i need to re-experience that different kind of worms there but (laughs) i will agree cool battle but nothing to do necessarily with the iron banner like six fronts is the one you're thinking of there and the Mm -hmm. two do sometimes get confused not to say that I wouldn't want to visit it, though, because, like, there are cool stories on their own with the Twilight Gap. That's Saint-14, that's Osiris, that's the original crafting of the Yalahorn. There's so, 
there's just cool stuff That's in right. the past. I want to go to the past. Can we go there? Please? <laughs> yeah. It would be very would be fun. Cool. How they deliver that story of the past could be really, really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, if Lord Saladin's busy and he's not delivering the narrative, like, how are the other play- players going to come into play? Other characters going to come into play? Like, that'd be cool. There's going to be a lot of storytelling with this one. I hope. I hope. I hope it's not just like calm. Like, I really like the cutscenes from The Taken King. I yes. hope we get some more of that. Yeah. You know. On the, uh, very quickly, uh, on mm-hmm. the note of flashbacks, there's actually the interesting conflict and on the note of storytelling between Saladin, Zavala, and Shax. So mm. Shax at the Battle of Twilight Gap breaks ranks um, away from both Saladin and Zavala. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Saladin was basically the mentor to the two of them. So he's a very mm-hmm. senior guardian. Shax became kind of an outlier and he doesn't really talk as much to them now. He's very kind of adversarial with them. They tr- constantly, people try and like mend that bridge, but every single time it just gets torn apart. And it's this huge rift because Shax, by breaking ranks in the way he did, could have actually doomed the whole city. Mm-hmm. It turns out he saved it, but, you know, there's a good story to tell under there, which has got so many great human elements to it as is. Like, oh, juicy <laughs> stuff, man, juicy that's, stuff. That's, that's why they're on two floors of the tower. You know, they don't, they don't ever interact oh, yeah. with each other. <laughs> they, they don't yeah. talk. They want a solid <laughs> they of concrete between each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a ton here. Uh, I do want to touch on one other thing before we leave. But uh, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. How do you want this narrative to be told? What story could they be telling? Uh, how would they tell it, etc.? Let us know, and we'll talk about your comments, possibly next show. Uh, there is there is another small note. There's no trials this week, and I believe they're delaying Iron Banner also due to a glitch that allows you to have unlimited rockets. Yes. Uh, Super bummer because I just got back from vacation, so I don't get Trials of Osiris no right now. For you. Uh, I mean, Iron Banner. I mean, I just played that before I left, so I, that was a way off anyway. How often do they do it? They do it like once every month, right? Yeah, once a month. Yeah, yeah, about once a month. I mean, that's okay. They delay it a week. Hopefully, they fix it quickly because these are two of the best things in Destiny, Trials and yeah. Iron Banner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know Fran and Panda Musk. We're going to do it this week. <laughs> yeah, I saw finally. That, that little tweet session they had. Yeah, uh, this is a good move on Bungie's part, though, I think. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, same thing. Like, it's, I do trials every weekend. I was joking. I need that lighthouse sun to keep me, <laughs> keep me going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's another one of those things like, you know, the quiver, you know, glitch. It would just ruin things. the experience. It, it would wreck it. And from that yeah. standpoint, and seeing how easily it's able to be done with clown cartridge, like getting rockets in trials, like mm-hmm. everybody always jokes that, in general, that's the one round that seems to be like, why is it there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody goes in trials going, hey, you know, I can't wait till heavy round because that's super fun. <laughs> it's like that's the round that needs to go away. And mm-hmm. to think about you being able to glitch rockets in any of those rounds would be devastating. So yeah. good good call on them for, you know, not having it this weekend. It hurts, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's the right move. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully they address it, though, fast. Yeah. Because... Oh, yeah, seriously, that's uh, one of my favorite parts of Destiny. And the thing that sucks is, so I went 9-0 and on all my characters. The first week, I haven't since then. I think the best I've done is 7-0. So no round two, no year two? No, no, uh, no year yeah. two, 9-0 yet. So no Doctrine. No Doctrine. Oh, still no Doctrine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I still need Doctrine. I still need helmets for my... All I want is the helmets, because they're my favorite yeah, piece of good. armor. I need helmets for my uh, Hunter and Titan, but I definitely got the Warlock one, because that was by far uh, my favorite oh, design. Yeah. And I'm Egyptian like, thing. when they changed the Iron Banner gear, I was like, 
I have to get that that warlock helmet before yeah, it's, it's cool. not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's good. good news. Oh. The, the, yeah, like both of them drop in the playlist, and you can get one of them from Flawless. So yeah. it's like you have the ability to get everything from. Year I two. have the chance if they bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say though, you know, CJ's completely right. Like canceling Iron Banner and Trials of Osiris was the right move. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'll go ahead and say is. They need to publicize a way in which you can privately report bugs like this because otherwise people just immediately go to this method of saying, hey, I'm going to post something to Reddit. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and tweet about this. There is no way of confidentially reporting or at least no good way of reporting game-breaking bugs. There's the help forums or the bug forums on Bungie.net, but those are public. So the minute you post something on there, it's a treasure trove of, you know, people possibly waiting to like grab those glitches and exploit them. Yeah. So really, I think this, what we need to do if we're going to ask Bungie for something is create some kind of private form where you can just fill it out and say, this is what was happening. These are the conditions under which it occurred. This is the game under which it occurred. Link it through the Bungie.net, you know, mm-hmm. system where you can pull up a past game. And then maybe they can fix it confidentially because throwing things out there in the public like this, yeah, it gets it fixed. But as a result, we've lost the ability to even choose to do Iron Banner and Trials. That's directly negatively impacted everyone in the yeah. game. Even if you don't actually play those activities, you paid for the whole game, mm-hmm. you should have the choice to play everything. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, that was this, something... This is, this is why I don't publicize glitches unless Bungie <laughs> specifically talks about them and is like, yeah, we're fixing them. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, it's a we, big pet peeve of mine. We chatted that a little bit about that last week. Just you know, what constitutes the ban hammer? And mm. when there's unlimited rockets, yeah. exactly. You Sorry, know, so it is, you got to go, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of those things. You know, you just wonder how much they can track. I mean, when there's a, a lag or a network issue, that's one thing. But when you're exploiting glitches in the game, that you know, sometimes you know people really do stumble upon them honestly, and so it's like. You'd hate to be in a situation where you get banned doing something that, you know, is legitimately in the game. And it's not your fault if that happens. I mean, how how was this in the game for, when did we say, by if we were chatting, like, Taken King's been out for eight months? Yeah. Is, this is just, like, coming to realization now. I, I'm still, like, boggled by that. Like, that's pretty incredible. So, yeah. Like. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show here. But really quick, but if I have one more question for you. Uh one, where can people find all of your stuff, all of your, your great lore content and all of your video products? And number two, how many hours do you have in Destiny? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, wow. Number two is going to be a question I think I can look up. But number one, um, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, if you just search My Name is Bife, I'm going to be up there. You'll find all my lore videos and a playlist on my channel. For those of you who've seen my content before, actually, later today, uh, as it happens, I'm launching... A Patreon page. So that's going to help me more productively fund the artists that make it. None of the money goes to me. It's literally just so I can make better lore content. Mm-hmm. So if you're really, really passionate about the lore, I hope that you'd at least check that out. What's the it's address? Something... Oh, sorry, I got motorbikes outside. That's okay. Um, <laughs> they're, they're going to donate to your Patreon right now. They're like, we got to go. Uh, what's, the, what's the web address where people can uh, help you out? Uh, sorry, say again, Justin? Like it's patreon.com slash my name is Bife? Uh, yes, I believe so. Sorry, let me, you know, it's I okay. can, uh, I hope I only called you Biff this. like once or twice during the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Okay. But, okay. Nah, it's, thank you for at least noticing. You, you remembered my pet peeve, Justin. <laughs> yeah, sorry. First time I met um, you, I'm like, oh yeah, Biff. <laughs> and you're like, nope. 
Nice guy. meeting you too, Dustin. <laughs> slightly, slightly, slightly mistake there. But yeah, yeah, if you just go to patreon.com and search My Name is Vife, I'll be up there too, hopefully by the end of today. And yeah, that's going to be something awesome because I can help make more lore videos. On the subject of how many hours in Destiny, I think there's a website for this, isn't there? Like, yeah, how some... many hours I've wasted in Destiny.com yeah. or something, right? So I, so I just brought up Destin's right now. Do you want to know how many? So this is only, like, this they calculate it in a weird way. So mine says 851, but if you actually take everything into account, it's way more than that. Yeah, and you have yeah. 50-some hours on Xbox as well. Yeah, so I have my Xbox hours that aren't calculated, uh, but yeah, it's well over. A, I think I'm over 1500 if you include like all time and destiny yeah i think that removes like loading times i think it does yeah i don't really even want to look i haven't done this in a long time and i'm kind of nervous to even do it we're all looking up cj's going to check out his really quick bife do you have your stats up are you Uh, embarrassed to talk about how many hours goodness wow um (laughs) let's see uh Hmm. What website are you using? So I'm using time, yeah, www.wastedondestiny.com. Yeah, yes. yeah. that's what we got. Uh, where you can go ahead and look at all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I have, in terms of active hours, yeah. so that's not stuff in orbit, I have 1,602 hours. All right, double my time. 60, 61 hours on deleted accounts as yeah. well, because wow. I had a couple wow. of volts prior to this. Nicely yeah. done. Double my time wasted. You you look like you got me beaten too. I, I'm up there. I'm I mean, embarrassed. I, I, I play yeah. a lot of trials, yeah. like way too much. So I'm at a nice flat 1,200 hours. Jeez. Ooh. Jeez. No deleted characters. That is so a lot. In this episode of Fire Team Chat, Destin has a life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, yeah. I take trips and stuff <laughs> once do. in a while. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for my measly 870 hours. <laughs> It's okay. We'll get you to Lighthouse here, too. I'll get yeah, there we'll, someday. We'll do that. We'll do it yeah. next, next few weeks. Uh, Bye. thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm really happy to hear about your Patreon, and I wish you continued success with all of your YouTube and Patreon endeavors, for yeah. sure. Uh, CJ, it's nice to have you on the show. Thanks, man. Welcome back. you're here full-time. Yeah, thank you so much. Sure. I All said right. you swam with sharks. Did that happen? I, I swam with a shark. Okay. I was swimming with fish, and I was like, there's a shark! <laughs> and I have footage of it. It was awesome. That's good. I said that yeah. you did, so I wanted to make sure that was yeah. legit. So, yeah, I, I actually did. It was really, really cool. That's cool. Thank you so much. Guys, uh, let us know what you think about this Destiny rumor in the comments below. And until next time, Guardians, Guardians out! out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.